such a beautiful sound. Welcome back to Dirt Tracks and Rear Bracks. It's me, Charlie. Bunner's here, as always. Yep. B holding it down. We're back, dude. It feels like it's been forever. Haven't been in the studio for a while. Obviously, as yeah. we just found out. <laughs> Had some technical some difficulties more. this yeah. morning. We're trying to get shit figured out. Yeah, I'm an idiot. But uh, got to remember to check the volume on the computer before you start playing shit back. <laughs> yeah. Not the actual <clears throat> device, the actual computer. So anyways, we're good. Simple things. It's, see, it's it's Always usually we're out of the rhythm. The we're out of the rhythm. Yeah, yeah. We, so damn holidays. I mean, they're nice, but yeah, just get you out of everything. Yeah. So, so we got a little did bit. Did we say episode seventy nine? <clears throat> I think I did. Yeah. Maybe I didn't. Well, anyway, it's episode. It's 79. episode seventy nine. If and I did, we didn't. do have a special guest later to join yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, in a little while, we'll be talking to Gary Thomas, uh, announcer for out of Sa Sacramento. He announces a lot of shit like stalking dirt track. Uh, Placerville, Tulare. Yeah. So stay tuned for that <clears> one. We got yeah. some. We got some more bullshit for you though. So we haven't been in a while. Like I said, it's good to be back. Uh, a lot of holidays and things going on. Um, and this is kind of old news. But we're going to bust through it anyway. Uh, High Limits finally finished. High Limit Sprint Series finally finished their schedule announcement. So I don't know that they announced it, but March twenty eighth, they're racing at Thunder Bowl raceway for a non-points race then they go to lakeside in kansas city fifty thousand to win on april the 11th april 25th 34 raceway may 2nd kokomo speedway may 16th win county speedway in ohio uh may 31st tri-city speedway in uh pontoon beach illinois um june 6th eagle raceway july 25th grandview speedway that's gonna be a good one uh eight uh, august 15th the week after knoxville husitz and then September 26th, Lernerville, 50000 to win. October 3rd, Bridgeport Motorsports Park. That'll be another good one. And the last race, 10-10, October 10th, Lincoln Park Speedway. <coughs> might have to hit that one. Right here in Indiana. Yep. So we might be able to get to that one. I don't know. Uh, <coughs> I think uh, think we'll be there. Yeah. But they also released uh, the Eldora Million. We, did, we, we had predicted they were going to announce it. With uh, Dirt Core Jester, yeah, Josh, and we haven't been on really to talk about it. We might have talked about it when we had our other episode with Rico at the end, but um, there will be an Eldor Million with sprint cars this year, not late yes. models. So, and that's awesome. Yeah, it's fucking badass. That will be July twelfth and thirteenth, two day event. Well, total winners purse of one million two thousand and twenty three dollars, with a total purse of one point four million. Always got to add the year in there. Yep. 2023. Yep. So, it'll be the 17th sprint car race at Eldora to pay at least six figures. 12 historical big ones, three Kings Royals, one Mopar million. And it'll be the 48th overall race at Eldora to pay at least six figures, including late model events. So, be good uh, to see the car count there. And it's going to be their format. You know, it's not going to be outlaws or nothing. And if they let the outlaw guys run it. You know yeah. what I mean? That's, good. That's a big topic right now, as we know. But uh, tickets go on sale. Uh, I think they're letting Kings Roll people get their first pick, and then they're going to let people um, go in. Uh, what is it, January? Nope. Public sale started uh, February 24th, I believe. So I think it's like <clears throat> $80. I think it's like $80 a ticket maybe, but you're paying that kind and of race. And, of course, there's guys bitching about it. So paying a million dollars. Yeah. Like that's you asked for it and you got it. So if you don't want to pay price, don't go. Yeah. 
if you want if you want to watch the race, pay eighty bucks. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. So that'll be a big one. I don't think we're gonna make it, but that'll be on full racing. So. Yeah, that's probably where we'll be watching it. Mm-hmm. At that time, for sure. But it'll be interesting to see what kind of drivers we get too. Davenport talk about maybe getting in a car. That'd be see some of these other guys jump in. You, you know, there's going to be people jumping yeah. from every division, yeah. like yeah. model, everything. Yeah, that'll be it's, interesting. It's a million, you know. Mm-hmm. Got got to try it. Get you a ride and get in there. So, hell yeah! So, Sprint Car Hall of Fame 2023 class was announced. They had 13 of them, you know, between the media and uh, mechanics and drivers, owners. Uh, Chad Kimenaugh, familiar with his name. He He's up from Ohio. He's yeah, he's done pretty well. I think he's won six all-star championships, won a few outlaw races. He won a hop stop once, actually, with outlaws. Uh, Corey Kreisman, he's a USAC guy. Joey Saldana, mechanic Paul Hazen, he's from Indiana in the 57. That famed 57 car, I think everybody knows, the white, golden, red car. He's a staple at Indiana Sprint Car Owner since 1967. Uh, his best friends have come with uh, Jim. It just said Jim. I don't know who the hell that is. Maybe his son. Uh, three track championships. Tony Elliott, 75 wins and nine track championships with John. And John Stambro had 37 wins. Pretty pretty impressive uh, lines there. Yeah. And his car still runs. He's got some guys in it. He runs at Gas City usually up that way. Um. Had some interesting people others. drive his cars. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Thomas, no relation to Kevin Thomas Jr. Yeah. Uh, Robbie Stanley, Tracy Hines, Jay Drake, Dave Darlin, Jeff Gordon. Don't think don't know if you ever heard of him, but he's kind of a big deal. <laughs> uh, Brian Clawson. Uh, Ralph Shaheen, known for his play by play on TNN for Knoxville and Eldora. He's currently employed by uh, Speed Sport. And he also worked for the Speed Channel when it was still a thing. But you see a lot of him. He does a lot of media and stuff. But he's he's also in, included in that list. Uh, Ruben Morales becomes the World of Outlaw Model Series announcer, taking Rich Eshelman's spot after he took his own life this year. So, something he's been working for. I think he said he's he started announcing when he was 12 years old at a track in, uh, down in, uh, I don't know, the southwest, uh, Arizona, uh, New Mexico, Texas area. How the hell do you get that at 12? Give me know. that damn job. Right. Uh, Bell Claire Fairgrounds sold to the from the city to the county, uh, Bill Clare Speedway. And uh, no mention in the article what happens to the track, which is a quarter mile. Uh, but they have plans for the grounds, of course. But it's Illinois, so they'll probably get rid of it. And they're the ones that shut it down anyway Yeah. for COVID. So so they have buildings and stuff there they plan on using, I think. But the track has been sitting for a while. So it'll suck to see it go if it, if it does, if they don't fire it back up. But I was trying to read the article. I read the article, and I didn't see it. Any mention of they mentioned there's a track there, but they didn't mention what they were going to do with it. So maybe they don't know yet, or maybe they don't give a shit. But yeah, find out. Yep. Power Eye National Midget Schedule was released. They got 30 races, pretty similar to what they usually run. Uh, same places: uh, Midwest area, Missouri, Illinois, and Oklahoma, that area. Uh, continued partnership with the Extreme Series, running 13 co-sanctioned events, including the Illini 100, the Iron 55. Quad Cities 150 and Championship Weekend in Oklahoma. And they also increased their point fund to $50,000. So that's a pretty good uh, series, you know. Some of the USAC guys run there on their off weekends. and Yeah. There's some, <clears> there's some, it's pretty competitive. It, pretty good it series. is. A few few times we've been and seen them in person. And that one at uh, Iron Man, yeah. when, uh, the, the Kiwi, uh, 
Michael Pickens got that guy on the last lap at the flag. That was badass. Yes, it was. That was just last year, wasn't it? It was this year, yeah. This year. Getting ready to be last year. I'm still year. saying. In a day, it'll be last year. <laughs> race season's over, so no, everything yeah. is last year. And it's, it's December 31st, <laughs> so it still feels like it's a year ago, but it wasn't. And then other big news, uh, old dude uh, Bud Cading. Might have heard of him. He's been on here with us before. Good dude. Uh, he's going Silver Crown Racing in 2023, going back to his roots. He's won three championships there with the uh, with that series and um schedule still to be determined to be de- announced but it will be on off days of his narc 410 schedule and uh he said he's going to run mainly dirt i think but he said if somebody if they want to get a car together and somebody run the pavement shit to compete for points they yeah. might so with uh i didn't mention who it was mike martin sorry the car owner there um good to see bud back in the seat there maybe get to see him Around yeah. here somewhere, maybe El- well, if we go to Eldora, or where's the other one? Never going to be, maybe one of the mile tracks, but and surely will counts. We there, I think they're still adding guys, but I think we're what three fifty five. What I last <coughs> saw, but it's probably higher than that for sure. Yeah, I was thinking three fifty six, but it, either way, it's one number. I'm sure there's st- it's still going up. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. We're uh, two weeks out. Yep. From Chili Bowl still, so they it's untelling they. Break 400, I'm sure, probably. Um, what was I going to say? we got the Tulsa shootout on right now, so I'm getting the itch. Did, uh, did you see the fight on, what was it, night one, I guess, probably? Yeah, it was out. the first fucking night. <laughs> Holy shit. Got yeah. to uh, kick the fuck out for rest of the week. Yep. That was, uh, that was stupid. A grown-ass man. Yeah. Like, I don't care if it's kids or whatever, but a, a dude beating up on some kids. Shoving a kid like nah. that. Well, I think it was the same dude, that fight. Mm-hmm. So he, well, his twin brother came up and busted his head on the back of the bumper. Yeah. And he had to get four stitches and a uh, mild concussion, he said. But that was... Uh, I never did I see the stitch count. I did see the concussion. I saw because I got him on Twitter. Uh, pull his nail up real quick, so I'm not... Nicholas Howard. So, that's who that was. But, yeah, and then that dude, he got lit up on social media, too, so. Oh, yeah, he did. So, no, there's no uh, no room for that or no need for that. And, I mean, first night, anyway, it's not needed anyway, but, and they've already announced, they've already said, no fighting in the pits, you will be, you will be banned, fight on the track, get it over with on track. That's and, what he did. And what they're talking about is grown-ass men yeah. fighting on the track. Yeah, leave the kid fucking alone. Yeah, so but any 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 fight, you need to fight in the pits. Fight, fight, no fighting on the. Sorry, no fighting in the pits. No fighting on the ramp. Do it on the track. Do it on the or track. the infield. Yep. And he didn't. So him and the whole team were kicked out. So banned. I did see somebody said on Twitter. So are they are they uh, pitted outside or how they're going to get their trailer out? <laughs> <laughs> if that's, it, a, that's a fair question. If I mean, it was inside, they are stuck. Yeah. Yeah, no room for that. But oh yeah, and speaking of the stitches, though, uh, I read his name here, Terry Maddox. I couldn't remember. I knew, knew, remembered Maddox, but uh-huh. the flagman. Yeah, he got stitches and come back, and he said, It'd "Take more than that to keep me away from the fucking track." Mm-hmm. Twelve stitches, I believe. Yep. He got hit by a car. Yeah. So we got lucky there. I'm surprised, honestly. Surprised it hasn't happened before. Glad it hasn't, but. Um, that glad I wasn't any worse. 
Um, he was back flagging yesterday. I yep. saw. So could have been bad. Yep. Luckily, it wasn't. I mean, he did get twelve stitches, so it wasn't just nothing. But. Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, at the Tulsa Expo Center, they moved the jumbo from from uh, turn one to turn two. Said it's uh, for the fans and not the drivers. Boom. Which is true. Mic drop, motherfucker. Yep. Yeah, it is. It's not for the drivers. No. No. It's, it's just not. But it was convenient when, when it was there. Yeah. And now they're like, yeah. I don't know if you watched any of it, but I was watching one. Been a little bit of whining. It was the first or second day. Yeah, there was a kid. I don't know what class it was, but he's like, well, don't hope they move the Jumbotron. And it's like, well, oh, well, tough titties, bro. Yeah. So they moved it from, yeah. So that's good. Uh, maybe uh, change up some racing this year. Change up some strategy and some, uh, you know, they don't have that luxury anymore. So. Yeah. Sure to truth. Yeah. So. And uh, Jonathan Davenport and Double L Motorsports announced that they are going to be joining the Lucas Oil Late Model Tour again in 2023. So he'll be points racing this t this year instead of just chasing the money. Made enough money this year, I guess. Yeah, Mr. Two Million. <laughs> yeah. No biggie. So Wild West shootout's coming up. Yeah, that's in the uh, same week, I think, as Chili Bowl. Yeah. Out there at uh, I think it is. Vado, Vado, New Mexico. That'd be a big one. There'd be a lot of big names out there. Yep. Larson's going to be there and, you know, all the normal guys. The usual suspects, uh, Bobby Pierce and I'm sure Davenport will be there. Uh, b uh, Shep and all them. So that'll be a good one. Sunshine Nationals at Volusia's coming up too. I think it's like mm, coming up on, I saw a countdown the other day. I think it's a little around a month out or less than a month out. Let me look real quick so I'm not making an idiot out of myself. It's like the last week of January, ain't it? No, it's, uh, they run, yeah, it's it's uh, January 18th, so. Oh, no, it ain't the last week. So we are. Uh, about the middle. Yeah. We're about. 18th, 19th, <laughs> 20th, 21st. Yeah. Yep. So I'm ready for that. Well, that's, maybe it's, no, that's that's this year's schedule. We'll go back here, 2023. Yep. They have a practice day on Wednesday, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday is the actual Sunshine Nationals. Then Dirt Card Nationals pick up on February 9th. So, it's getting close, dude. Yes, close. it is. Season's about to get going. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got a little break between Volusia, but still, it's racing. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Archer Field Speedway in Australia is closing. Another track closing. Even in Australia, they're closing them. Mm -hmm. That sucks. Well, from what Todd said, that I think some of it's uh, federally funded. They built that new Eastern Creek or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. the government paid for it because they plowed down Valvoline Speedway for the train depot or whatever. So they built a brand-new track. Still sucks, but... Yeah. Um, see, Justin Sanders won, I think, on Boxing Night there. We were going to get into that, weren't we? Maybe later. But, uh... <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see why they were closing it. I did read it the other day. Some, some I'm sure the government was involved somehow. But, uh... Don't really know... Probably give uh, Todd a call. Yeah. <laughs> he can tell us all the details. Yeah. Uh, countdown to the end. As of today, officially announced this is the last season at Archerfield. The last event will be held Saturday, June 3rd on the race calendar. Opened its doors in 1978. Has run more than 1,200 events over a 45-year history. Let's see. 
Man, it just sucks when a place like that gets closed down. Mm-hmm. Whatever the reason. Yep. So. That much history. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Unfortunate. And uh, I guess the final thing here on stoking the fire is your boys got their fucking Knoxville tickets again. Goddamn right. Officially came in the mail. Yeah. Which I guess we've had them about two weeks uh, now. Yeah. It's a nice like early Christmas gift. Yeah. But we'll be back in Knoxville this year. Unfortunately, I get to miss the Chili Bowl, but I ain't fucking missing Knoxville. Mm-hmm. You're goddamn right. So. Can't wait for that. Got to figure the camping out, but that won't. That won't. Either we're camping or getting a house. One of the two. We got to wait and see. But I'm ready. Actually, I don't want to get. I don't want to rush it because there's a lot of racing until then. But you know. Oh yeah, we we're, we're just going to take in all the racing up until yeah. August. Yeah. So I think that's about all we got for stoking the fire. We got anything for uh, feature finish? Oh, we got just a couple little notes. Ain't been a whole lot of racing, in case you haven't noticed. Mm-hmm. So we'll move on to the feature finish. Uh, I guess really all we can do is maybe give you the post sitters for some of the expo events. Yeah, because some of the A mains up to 16th positions already lined out. Just got to yeah all the B mains today to get the, the final guys to come in and fill, fill out the field. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, winged Outlaws, TJ Smith. Axum's in second. Non-winged outlaws, J-Mac, of course. He's pretty fucking tough to handle out there. Mm-hmm. Winged A-class is... Here we go. I'm going to butcher this. <laughs> Jake Hagopian. Yeah. I, th- I think that's what they were yeah. saying on yeah. on flow last night. Yep. Kale Coons made that when he started in 16th. Uh, Michael Facento, Shane Stewart running that. Yeah, he, was tenth. Look, he was looking good last night. Yeah. He was rolling. Um, a lot of guys there. Sorry, I'm just scanning some of these names. Stock non wing, Gavin Bochelle. Yep. Uh, Jason Persley starting 16th. And Joe B. Miller, I saw you tied Frank Flood's record for making nine consecutive years that he makes an A main at the Tulsa shootout. Well, Flood has 10. He has nine. Joby Miller does. So, nine years in a row, he's made yeah. an A main. So, that's pretty good. He he, sorry, he's starting uh, 14th in that one. Stock nine wing. What else we got? Uh, Restricted A? Yep. And then Junior Sprints, right? Yep. Restricted A was Jack Thomas. Junior Sprints was Maddox McBride. And we also have uh, Eli Holden from Princeton, Indiana. He's a bad dude, by the way. Uh, yes, he is. He's starting seventh in that way, in that race, and he's got to come out of the B for his uh, the restrictor race. Starting second, I think. Did I say second? You didn't write that down, did you? Uh, yeah, you, you, it's second. Yeah, I got so, it wrote down right here. I think top two transfer, I believe. So, and then uh, I will mention because we're talking about it, and he's a local guy. Uh, Caden Wells. He's out of Terre Haute. They run around with yeah. uh, Greg and all them up, Greg uh, Greg Payton. Uh, he ran the um, junior sprints, and he ended up finishing eighth in his B main, didn't transfer to the main tomorrow. So uh, good run for him. 96 of them. Like, so he's with 96 <clears throat> of the best in the whole country. So. Yeah. Yeah. Get him next year. 
get in this season. He's got a whole season ahead of him too, you know, here. So, uh, yeah, some local guys there. But uh, I think that pretty much does. And we did mention our Australian guys. There was want to mention them. Yeah, might as well. I mean, uh, it's hard to keep up with all of them, but we got a lot of guys from over here in Australia there, yeah. and doing pretty good, actually. Yeah, they are. Justin Sanders has been on the really tire the last well. couple of days. What, two in a row, I think? I think he's won two or three in a row, yeah. Justin Sanders, Cole, uh, Macedo, uh, I think it was Cole. Yeah, it was. Uh, Corey Lyson. That was a fucking awesome. I shared it on our Twitter. That was an awesome ending there. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch the race, but I did see when you shared it on our Twitter. Yeah. I watched that's it. That's badass. We've got Todd Courtney and uh forgot who the other guy was. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Because I'm talking about it. Oldfield, maybe. Uh, no, Matt Angle. Eagle. So, yep. That does it, I guess, for that. That was a quick segment. <clears throat> yeah, it's that time of year. There ain't a whole lot of results to give out. And, uh, yeah. But we got kind of a shit show for cooking for our segment here. But I guess. Holidays. Ain't holidays, been, man. Ain't been much it's been kind of a blur. Yeah. Not a lot of cooking, but a lot of eating. A lot of eating. <laughs> I'm a fat fuck. We all know that. So, you want me to go first? Yeah, go Bust through go some for stuff. It. Go I for mean, it. We haven't really, I can't even remember all the shit we did. We had steak night, did some pork steaks, grilled. Did fire up the grill a couple times. Um, did some chicken taco. We did chicken sandwiches this week. Uh, now I'm getting hungry. Um <laughs> We had a taco bar at Schlin's dad's side's family, so full taco bar. Uh, I just think that's an awesome idea for fuck a yeah, Christmas dude. fucking meal. Get the fuck out. Screw the ham. Turkey, all that, all that fixing. Slap me a taco bar together. Dude, it's um biggest fucking pot of ground beef, like taco meat I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> you know like those big ones you hang over the fire? Big, yeah. Like yeah. a, like a Dutch chili oven. pot or Dutch oven. Dude, yeah. full of taco It didn't meat. even need a quarter of it. They're still and there was taco shredded meat. chicken with you know salsa mixed in or whatever how they do that. Mm-hmm. Dude, uh, all kinds of hard shell, soft shell, nacho cheese. We had our fondue fountain with queso cheese in it. Yeah, that we're gonna have for our wedding reception with another nacho cheese one. That's just so making some fire to think about making some cheese, um, nachos and things like that. Um, that was a very good call. And then I don't know my normal my my family's Christmas they had. Christmas Eve, my uncle did some ribs and some uh, pork butt on his. He does a uh, electric cabinet smoker, so yeah, it was all right. Uh, and uh, my mom did a pot roast Christmas Day and all the fixings. And then we just been bullshitting around here. Did wings rounders. Went to Hornville for Christmas Eve during the day. Yep. Did prost, pasta, by the way. What did you think about the pasta with the chorizo in it? I liked it a lot. Fuck yeah. And uh, did that. I think I did spaghetti this week, too. I liked the looks of it a lot. I didn't right. try it. I just... It was a badass idea. You, We had it here. Wait a minute. It was when we did our last episode with Rico. You ate some. Or when was that? Was that two weeks? Was that before that? Oh, fuck yeah. We did do that. Yeah. I remember you sent him a Snapchat of it. Today, this week, I did yeah. spaghetti with Italian, That's sauce, what it was. Italian sausage. That's what it was. So I was at Schnooks. So I was out trying to find somewhere open on Monday. I know you were busy and stuff, but trying to find somewhere open. I went to Schnooks because they had the ribeye roast, uh, the Monaco ribeye roast on sale. And uh, 
bought one of them, and I was like, you know what? I'm probably going to be out all day, and I'm going to be in the doghouse if I don't find something to cook. <laughs> so I bought some, you know, that I don't thaw nothing out. It's all fresh. I had a cooler with me. Yep. Uh, bought a box of spaghetti, which we had it here already. I just didn't know if we were out or not, so I grabbed a box just to be safe. Uh, bought a thing of Italian sausage, hot Italian sausage. Of course. And uh, just a regular, like, some kind of pasta sauce I found there. Um, they all pretty much taste the same. But uh, then I went to try to find somewhere open. Darmstadt was closed. Nisbet was closed. Hornville was closed. Corner was closed. Rounders was closed. I think Frontier was open, but I'm not really a big fan of that place. Went to Darmstadt. They were closed. Did I already say that? Mm-hmm. So I called Brass Ring and Hopstadt, and I was like, hey, you guys open? Yeah, we're open. So I went up there, had a couple drinks. Doug and Josh met me there. We ended up going to um, Hornet's Nest there in uh, McCutcheonville. Yeah. They had dollar wings, dollar draft beer, and free appetizers for the Customer Appreciation Day. That makes you get off the uh, not waters when you can have a dollar beer. Yeah, well, mm, for me, kind of a weird switch, but I did it. I did a couple of them. Actually, we ended up ordering a pitcher, but um, the uh, wings were actually really good. So big, big motherfuckers. I mean, for a dollar, you can't complain. No. So, um, did that, and then uh, you know I get, well, where are you at? You know, it's like five five forty five, six o'clock, and well, where are you at? Oh, well, I'm on my way home. On the way. <laughs> so, like I said, it's what come in clutch, all the fresh shit. All I had to do was throw it in the fucking pot, get the exactly. fucking sausage cooked, boil the noodles, throw the sauce in, boom, done. So I did. I got home and cooked. So, <clears throat> Yeah, I was in uh, property disputes for my Kentucky shit. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that's why I was like kind of MIA or Monday. Yeah. Well, you didn't say what it was, and I didn't want to, uh, you know pry on that it's not my business so yeah just just some bullshit i was having to deal with and it was all like on the phone just nice. spent a couple hours on the phone so what else i think i don't know what i did what did i ended up doing last night oh her mom made meatloaf it's pretty good i'm not a big meatloaf fan but it's good i love meatloaf but uh i feel like went to longhorn one week got a for lunch and got a fucking outlaw ribeye for lunch like just said fuck it you know, our bosses didn't buy us lunch, so might as well go buy our own, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'll shut up now. It's pretty much just log in. We had log in one, one, one week, a couple weeks ago for Allison's birthday. Her birthday, yeah. I didn't do much. Like, I think I've ate out. Oh, me and you and Chet went out yesterday. Yeah. Met Chet up to Kipley's. Had a good sandwich. I had a buffalo chicken sandwich there. Yeah, was how a, was that? I thought it was pretty good. I would have liked it to have been a little bit uh, maybe saucier. Yeah. That's the right word, but it, I mean, it was good. It was not dry. Had good buffalo flavor. I just would have liked a little more buffalo on it. Only thing. I'll tell you what would have warmed you up was that fucking tropical habanero sauce I got on my wings. I thought when you said that, I was like, wait a minute. And I looked on the menu, and that was over on the hot yeah. side, not uh, the mild or medium. It was on the hot. I, like, mm. I, I went down and checked my nuts and said, yeah, I still got them. I'm going to get that. <laughs> so... <laughs> Mine goes all the way up in my yeah. ass when I <laughs> start talking about it that hot. So, um, honestly, so the, the, the garlic, spicy garlic was fucking money. And uh, the tropical habanero was good, too. It's just, and the habanero is usually a quick burn. Yeah, and then so, it's over. But there was nothing really tropical about it. It was just, it was a little bit sweet, and it was kind of a sticky sauce. But it, they were saucy as fuck, dude. They were covered in sauce. Yeah, I've seen them. They so, I'd recommend Kipley's down there. Kipley's uh, bar there in uh, Evansville. Pretty good. By Steve's house, actually. But, uh, 
wings. Check out a big old ham and cheese. That looked fucking good. Yeah, he did. Holy shit. He's a big son of a bitch, too. He ordered the whole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, fuck it. Give me the whole motherfucker. I think that thing was two foot long. Yeah. Not really, but For it was For ten bucks. Long. Yeah. I definitely, I was telling Shlin, she's like, I need to get down there sometime. I was like, yeah, we need to get down there and eat. But, but yeah. <clears throat> Just a lot of eating and drinking. A lot of drinking. A lot of drinking. And we're going to have a brunch tomorrow here. Well, I am anyway. If you're, yeah. I think you're going to come out, aren't you? Yep. We got uh, sausage links. Um, she's making biscuits and gravy, eggs. Aaron's bringing potatoes or hash browns. Uh, French toast. Well, we'll have a pretty, pretty good spread here. Oh, jow bacon from Daywick's. Oh, yeah. Met her run yesterday and got that. Can't forget the jow bacon. Yep. That's... But. Sorry, I, 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 I've been talking spot. this whole thing. What all did you do? What have you done? I don't. I don't got shit to even say. Really, you went to Bonefish last night, didn't you? I've been to Bonefish. That was really good. I was actually surprised. I was uh, not thinking it was going to be good. I just thought it was going to be really expensive and kind of trash. But it was. It was actually really good. I've actually heard they fly their stuff in every day. They get fresh seafood every day flown in. Well, this was there, no doubt that this was fresh. I've it, heard that. The office church. I don't know if it was like they just got a truck in or uh-huh. what, but this was nice and fresh. It was juicy. I got shrimp and scallops. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it was it some kind the of... Bang bang shrimp? Uh, no, I didn't get the bang bang. It was just... Just grilled? Just grilled, but you got some kind of lemon butter sauce to dip it in. Get the, the fuck out. The scallops and the shrimp. Get like, the fuck God. out of here. I got. I took used the whole little tub that they gave us and asked for another tub. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just dipping that uh, shit in there. Can I get one of these to go? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Uh, dude, I love that shit. I actually got one now that you you told me that of my many sauce collections. I have uh, one of my sauce in my collection. Um, it's. I need to get it out. It's actually really good on shrimp and wings. It's a garlic, lemon pepper sauce. Oh yeah. And it's fucking amazing. It's Excalibur <clears throat> brand. Well, we've talked. A hundred times, you throw lemon on anything, and yeah. just good to, uh, to me anyway. Yeah, I don't give a shit if it's lemon, pepper, and then it shift over to dessert. I'll eat the whole fucking lemon cake, dude. Yeah, <laughs> lemon bars, lemon cookies, lemon pie, lemon yeah. rain. Like, give me all the lemon. Like I was telling you about, we had our holiday meal at corporate, and Mark's barbecue catered fried chicken, really good fried chicken, dude. By the way, ham, all that stuff, all the fixings. Well, they bring in these cookies. I'm not sure if they're homemade. If they're not, they're really, really good, not homemade ones. But, of course, I sit right by the cookie table, kind of intentionally. Uh, <laughs> they had a chocolate chip, the double chocolate chip, you know, the chocolate with the chocolate chips. Oatmeal raisin, which I also love. Macadamia nut. And they had another one I thought was macadamia nut, but it was lemon with white chocolate chips in it. Mm. And you had to get me away from those motherfuckers because I just mm. turn around, literally, I just turn around with the tongs and just grab a couple <laughs> and put them on a plate. <laughs> Get them going, get some more. Yeah, and I ate, dude, I ain't shitting you. I ate probably four, five, six of them. I was like, and they were, I turned around when we were getting ready to leave because the next, we can't all eat in the same room. It's, there's so many of us. So, like, the second floor came down to eat, and I looked back, and the whole, fu- all the lemons ones were gone. <laughs> so, I wasn't the only one that thought that. Yeah. But. They didn't get none of them, some bitches. Yeah, those are mine. But. Yeah, I don't know. Looking forward to getting back into swinging things. Maybe cooking some stuff uh, once it warms up. Yeah, this we've been in a deep freeze the past week. Well, last week was fucking cold as fuck. Yeah, this week's been not bad since Tuesday. Yeah, it got up to like forty, fifty, hit fifty on Wednesday, I think. Yeah, that's like fifty today. Gonna be fifty tomorrow, I think. That's whether you can do some grilling in. 
Yeah. I ain't fucking grill. I don't care. I ain't grilling when it's two degrees or. I did those degrees. wings on Tuesday. Or was that Wednesday or Thursday when it fucking got real cold? Cooked a whole family yeah. pack of wings. It was like Can't last remember. Thursday. Think, it was last Thursday. I think it was Thursday because it was you. Rounders Day. We didn't go because of the weather. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I even asked you, like, what the fuck are you doing standing out in this? Because it actually, actually started snowing yeah. Thursday night. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing out there <laughs> with the vortex cooking wings well, in this just, weather? That's, that's the thing. You just answered it. It's the vortex. So I put the, put the vortex in there, put the charcoals in. It was really windy. And it took longer than usual. But cooked the whole family pack of wings. Kept it simple with, uh, I used the Jay's Famous Wing Seasoning out there at uh, Winter's Meats in Ohio. Yeah. I used that. It was pretty good. And then I used, uh, what's the other one I used? Garlic lemon pepper. I Hell used yeah. that one. Uh, made some Daytona wings. It's a three-mile <coughs> and uh, three-mile barbecue. Yeah. I got some Christmas gifts, too. I didn't mention that. I got some Mullins barbecue from her sister. Mm-hmm. Remember the Mullins shit? Oh, yeah. Got a potato, uh, you know how you make your ribbon fries? The peeler? Yeah. She only got more than them. I knew you was getting that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you did, yeah. I'm thinking if we're up late enough tomorrow or in the evening, we might get that thing out and get the fryer out and fry up some fucking ribbon fries. She bought a whole sack of taters this week. Yeah. That's... So. <laughs> be pretty good uh, drunk food. Yeah. Get some nacho cheese on them bitches. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, Christmas gifts. I think it's the only sauces I got. I don't need any sauces, let's be honest. Britt got me, like, a big pack of Frank's, like, Frank's Red Hot, and then there was some Frank's Buffalo, and then there was some Frank's... Is there a Todd Chili, maybe? Or a honey? There was some a kind of honey hot? Hot honey something on Sticky the Sticky hot honey or something? Something like yeah. that, yeah. Can't, I'm looking pretty forward to trying that. Oh, yeah. She actually got me an air fryer, too. So now I joined the air fryer world. Ooh, have you tried it out yet? I fixed some uh, mozzarella sticks in there the other oh, day. Oh, yeah. And it just put them perfect, dude. I put them like 350 for five minutes, and it just got perfect. Yeah, pull them out. You don't have to fuck with Crispy the oil. And the, Nothing. The cheese wasn't dripping out the sides like if you put them in the oven. Like Marinara sauce? Yeah. Dip oh, it in some I actually had Taste of the Hill, just Ooh. pizza sauce, and used that Ooh. instead. Like, Shit. Nailed it. You got me. Fuck yeah. Dude, you're going to use the fuck out of that thing. Oh, yeah. I just... At the house by myself, I'm yeah. fucking burning that air fryer. Actually, I've heard people reheat their pizza in there, and it gets that crispy on the bottom. Yeah. So that's, that's what idea. she was telling me, too. I don't know that I ever have. Rolly did. I was over at his house one day. but I was reading stuff on it, and there's like people cook steaks in there and pork yeah, chops. Uh, and who was I talking to the other day? Said they did a, pork, did a steak in the air fryer. Somebody told me that this week. It's the one that she got me has got a little... It's got the little digital Oh, dang. Button. It was Dane at Rounders. It's got the button right on there for steak. No Just shit. flip it up there and hit start. Mm. Cook a damn steak. Interesting. I haven't tested it out yet to see if it does work the shit, but... Yep. You're going to use the fuck out of it. But uh, speaking of pizza, were you done? Oh, yeah. We got our sponsor. We need to get our, our Hornville bit, too. Yeah. Let me mention them, at least. But Rounders, too. Proud probably sponsored uh by this podcast is probably sponsored by them and and hornville tavern located in dale indiana stoo not the number two follow them on facebook for all your weekly specials like our favorite our thirsty thursday 12 wings put your beer for 16 dollars price adjustment dine in and carry out for all your pizza beer wings sandwich needs give them a buzz at 812-867-7172 or check them out on facebook 
Check out the Hornville Tavern too. Yeah. Places. Yeah, do 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 that. Pretty badass. We we don't have like a little we're bit to get, say we're yet. Get one. We're going. We're actually going to go there today that. and hang yeah. out for a little bit, and have a few beers. But, but uh, uh, their phone number is eight one two nine six three three I fucked that up. Nine three one eight. Dyslexia hit me there for a second. There you go. Um, get out there, have a cold beer, or a variety of mixed drinks, whatever. Yeah. If nothing else, check out food. that ribeye sandwich. You you won't get a better ribeye sandwich. Dude, best best one in the tri-state. And Maybe they, in the whole state. I don't know. They got just regular good ass steaks, like burgers, the fry, uh, chicken, chicken sandwich, smoked chicken, pork chop. Yeah, steaks are money. Did you say that already? Yeah. Uh, anything there is is really good. Uh, Never tonight, had a bad meal there. No, tonight they're having a their New Year's party. They're having a smoked corned beef and cabbage with roasted carrots, and potatoes, and a slice of beer bread for fifteen ninety nine. Open jukebox. I know this is going to be post tomorrow, so don't do any good there. But it sounds um, really good if we wasn't already doing yeah. rounders tonight. We're going there for prime rib dinner. Yep. So we'll post pictures of that. Uh, but Hornville Tavern, check them out on Facebook too. They got a page and they got Instagram as well. Uh, address is two six zero seven West Baseline Road, Evansville, Indiana. So check them out. Good Ben, good dude out there, and good people. So get out there, get you some food. Yeah. Because if you're like us, you might be fat too. We don't know. Yeah. If not, and even if you're not, it's still good food. You can nibble at it like a little rabbit or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think so, we're about done with the segment, there, aren't we? Yeah, I think. Uh, next up, uh, we're, we'll talk to Gary Thomas. Yep. We'll see you guys in a bit. All right. We got Gary Thomas out of California. He's a PR guy out there, PR announcer, uh, director. Uh, out there for a few tracks and a few series. Uh, Gary, what's going on today, man? Much, guys, thank you for uh, for having me on. I'm right now. I'm just listening to the rain outside here in California. And we, we've joked the last few years that it never rains here, but we actually we got a big storm here, and we're gonna have a little bit of flooding. So uh, that's all good with no racing going on right now. Yeah, it still sucks. It's raining, but where was the race supposed to be? I don't think you said you were gonna call a race. Yeah, we were going to have a, a dirt modified and a, a, a stock car show in Stockton, but uh, they made the decision earlier in the week to cancel because, um, yeah, this is actually one of the bigger storms we've had in a while. So, uh, I mean, we need it. Uh, so that's good. I mean, hopefully it rains like this until uh, until we start racing season. And then stops. Yeah. And then stops. <laughs> Maybe two weeks before racing season, they will be good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I was going to say something about uh, the rain. It's been raining here. Once we got out of that deep freeze last week, uh, it's been raining what the past like three or four days, probably. Yeah, at least a mist, but it's huh. been raining quite a bit here lately. But at least it's fifty degrees, so not negative thirty. <laughs> I, Wind chill. Yeah, you guys have been hit brutal back there with that cold. I, I got a, a friend named that lives over in uh, Georgetown, Kentucky, and he was he was saying it was forty six, and that was like a summer day to them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> been Actually, feeling for you guys. What's that? Been feeling for you guys back there because when it gets about forty-five here in California, we're freezing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, forty-five. We're wearing t-shirts here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Georgetown's actually, uh, I don't know, a few hours from here, from where we're at. Uh, there's actually a Toyota plant there. There's some guys we know work at Toyota. There's a Toyota plant here and outside of Hobstadt, and uh, okay, there's some guys that travel down there for work and stuff, like you know, for testing or uh, different stuff they're doing down there, training or whatever, but. So, yeah, 
it's actually a guy he works for flow he, he was our kind of our california producer with flow um wow. you know for a few years and then he moved back to kentucky and now he's he's working with flow back there doing some late model stuff and uh he's going to be working the chili bowl as well and that's where he made his made his home is back there in uh georgetown cool so you don't work for flow you you just know all those guys probably from what you do but yeah yeah i just i just work for all the racetracks a a few years ago um some of the people thought i worked for flow but but no i just i work for uh whoever wants to have me pretty much racetrack wise gotcha yeah so you you call uh what placerville stockton do you do anything at Tulare? Yeah, so so my, my main two deals is uh, Placerville Speedway and the Sprint Car Challenge Tour, which is our, our traveling 360 series out here. And, you know, that gives me about 30 shows. And then I do Stockton, and uh, I do some at, at Ocean Speedway in Watsonville. I, uh, I do all the, the public relations work at Tulare Thunderbolt Raceway. And, uh, like I said, it's, uh, I kind of fill in for here and there. If, if somebody's out of town or, or they need me to, you know, fill in, I'm always there. Heck, yeah. Um Talking about uh, the, so you do the Taco Bravo series, call that or no? Yeah, I I I, sp- I split up the Taco Bravo series with my buddy uh, Stephen Blakesley. So we kind of we we both live here in Sacramento, California, and that's about a about a three hour drive down there. So um, neither one of us have really wanted to do all twenty five shows um, without much <laughs> travel. So we so we we split it up the last few years, and it's worked out good. Uh, it's actually where I got my first announcing gig was down there with the Taco Bravo series about uh, ten years ago. So. I always enjoy going down there. Nice. Yeah, we, we like to watch it. I know uh, Charlie gives me – well, he doesn't really give me shit about it, but I like watching it on floor racing every – is it Friday night? Yep. So we like, I like yeah, to watch Yeah, Friday it. night shows, that, that's kind of the nightcap right there. Once all yeah. the Everything you know, else all-stars is and outlaws, yep, yep. Then, then Ocean Speedway comes on. Flip it over well, to what, Taco Brown. That's what we did this year. We went up to – well, like you said, anyway, when we're at the house or whatever, every race is over, we turn on that. But we were at Kokomo this year for uh, MSCS race. Uh, and well, actually, it rained out at Gas City, so we had to just went straight to Kokomo, and okay. we had a TV, a little TV with us with a fire stick and stuff, and we got done watching whatever was on, and I said, "Hey, let's watch some Taco Bravo," and turned it on in the camper. <laughs> so, you know, that's usually how it goes. But yeah, it makes it, it makes it nice to have something to kind of kind of finish up the night with. I mean, basically, once everything else is done, then it's almost main event time with the with the Taco Bravo series. So it's, yeah. it's a good transition. Yeah, for sure, works out good. Yeah, so what got you into racing? You said uh, about 10 years ago you got your first gig, so what got you into it originally, or did you just get into it 10 years ago, or give us that? Yeah, no, I, I've, been, I've, been, uh, I've been around it since I was a baby. Uh, my, my parents went to the races for, for a long time before I was born. Uh, my dad was, he, his, uh, his mom was, was cousins with, with a guy named Gary Patterson's dad, who we still have his memorial race out here, and uh, that, that led my dad to West Capitol Raceway, which is in Sacramento, the town that you know I grew up in and my dad grew up in. And uh, they were just fans, and then I was a fan since I was, you know, born. And uh, when I was out, maybe about 18 or 19, I started kind of getting into some of the, the PR stuff and the, the journalism, um, writing about races, and had a couple guys get me into announcing, and, and basically been doing that ever since, uh, you know, that's about 10, 15 years or so. Oh, yeah. We like listening to you on, you know, we hear you on there, and you guys got plenty of racing out there, too, so. Like he's already said, you do a lot of it. So, um, so yeah, we definitely have a big schedule. You know, it's it's funny. We, I mean, we don't have a lot of double headers. Uh, I mean, you know, California is pretty much a Saturday night deal. Um, so, you know, you can't run as much as you can in the Midwest or East Coast. But uh, I mean, if you just run everything we have out here, you probably could get fifty or sixty races. Yeah, though, like you said, like uh, you know, Friday night you're at Ocean, then Saturday you're probably you know 
what Stockton's running or wherever you're, you know, multiple yeah. different tracks. There's always something going on. It seems like so. Uh, so we did see uh, what else has been going on this off season. We saw the the Challenge Tour, as you mentioned, uh, release their schedule, and we saw the Plasterville as well release their. Or you're probably involved in all that or some of it. So. Yeah, no, it, it, the schedules came out good this year. I think uh, this year with with the Challenge Tour, we have 14 races, which it, it kind of blends in with our 410 series out here, the the NARC 410s. Um, I think they have 25 races, so you get you get 25 NARC races and 14 SCCT shows, and uh, that gives you a, a plenty of racing out here from a fan and, and team perspective. And then you know you fill in with weekly Placerville and, and Taco Bravo and Marysville. Um, Pretty much, we start up here in late February, and uh, we don't end till uh, Turkey Night, you know, down in Ventura. So it, it, it's a long season in California. Yeah, do you go down there to Ventura as well? I'm, I'm assuming you do if you're there. <laughs> yeah, in the area. I, I've been down there a couple times. The last couple of years, I haven't. Um, we've, uh, you know, now now the last few years, we've had the Hangtown 100 at Placerville and then Merced. I've uh, I've done those two shows. So basically, once Merced gets done. Uh, with that that two-day USAC and, and sprint car race, I get ready to go down to work at UPS uh, with a buddy of mine um, down in the San Jose area for about a month. So pretty much it works out good for me where I, I you know, I've racing to work in most of the year, and then I spend a month at UPS and uh, right around now it's it's time to get ready for Chili Bowl. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of Chili Bowl, <laughs> uh, it's coming up soon. Do you have like a, a dark horse or who you got to pick to win it or uh? – you jump in any yeah. chili bowl pools? Them things are everywhere. I, I do that chili bowl pool every year and finish about four hundred. If I'm lucky, <laughs> it's just uh, <laughs> it, my buddy and I always joke about it. How we've been, you know, we've been around this stuff our whole lives, and we should be good at it. But uh, we, it's I guess it, you know a lot of it's luck and everything. But oh uh, yeah, for sure. No, I, I I was thinking this year. I mean, Tanner Thorson won last year, and he seemed like he got better and better on the West Coast swing. But uh, man, I got to look at Buddy Kofoid. I think he's I think he's ready to win the chili bowl. Yeah, you know, he's, he's been good the final night, and uh, I just I, I look at him, you know, as the guy, as the guy, him and Thorson and Justin Grant, obviously, has been been excellent. So I, I, it's almost a wide open field, I think, this year. Yeah, yeah, Kofoid's been locked in. I mean, yeah, he's won the, the USAC Midget Championship two years in a row, and uh, he's he's done really well <clears throat> in the past couple of years. Felt like he won every other race last year. Yeah, or yeah. this year. Just, yeah, that's that's what it seems like, and he, he, I mean, he's another one. Just he's getting better and better, and. Uh, I mean, Chili Bowl, it seems like the last, I don't know, couple of years, he's been, he's had uh, really good speed the final night. And I guess it just all comes down to, to putting it together and hoping you, you know, you pick the right spots in traffic. Uh, being a regular there, uh, what's your, like, your best experience? Like, uh, what's the best race of all those years that you've been going? God, I, you know, there's been, there's been, I've been going since 2010, so. I mean, there's been quite a bit. I mean, some of those years with Sammy and Larson were pretty, pretty spectacular. I mean, those were those were hard years to beat. I think those those years that Kevin and Sammy were up front, and then Larson was popping his nose in there. Um, yeah. But it seems like every year has something different to offer. You know, no matter what, and uh, it's just it's out here. I don't get a chance to be a fan and sit in the grandstands and and drink some beer um, all that often anymore. So that that's what I enjoy about the Chili Bowl is just be able to go and experience that you know just as a fan and not worry about anything else yeah yeah it was a good time last year or this year i keep saying last year but <laughs> yeah this year was our first up to. <laughs> yeah that was that was our first uh chili bowl experience and it was just phenomenal i loved it loved every minute of it somebody's going back this year without me because uh yeah, i'll be there my new job 
won't let me off. So I'm going to miss Chili Bowl this well, year. Well, I guess that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. We ask everybody, you know, that goes out there, but what's like a must-do thing in Tulsa while you're there? Besides the Chili Bowl. You know, for us, besides, we always make it to the town pump bar, it seems like, at least once or twice. Um, you know, we when, when I first started going, we were a little bit younger then, so it's almost every night we were out at the bar and um, staying up late. We don't do that as much anymore, but... Uh, <laughs> No, we still like to have a good time and go out and, and visit, you know, some of the local establishments, hang out, and then uh, sleep in. We, we This year, we actually got an Airbnb uh, house for the first time, so uh, yeah. we're, we're kind of stepping it up a little bit. There you go. That's what we did. Yeah, we... Both years. Yeah, we had one... Uh, okay, okay. We had one across from the expo, like literally right in front of the uh, driller. Oh, wow. Step out of our door, and, and we're then, looking at the driller. And then this year, that one wasn't available. So we missed the boat on that one, but uh, we got one that's down the street. So it's down by like that Walmart and Panda Express. So we're still close, but okay. yeah, but, we're not uh, too far away. We've, uh, you know, back when I first started, we stayed at the uh, the Best Western the Elephant Run, where that was the that was always the happening spot where everybody would stay, and then it you know kind of I don't know grew old and everything, and then everyone kind of dispersed, and now we all stay at different different places. But uh, you know, the house is is probably the way to go. We have. I think ten people going or so it makes it you know a yeah. bit more economic. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. what we that's what we were thinking when we originally planned it. And we're like, well, there's six of us going. You know, no sense mm-hmm. in messing with a hotel. Mm-hmm. Just let's get a house and have our own bathrooms and kitchen and all that right. shit. Whatever we want to do. A big that's bed what we're or thinking. whatever. Yeah, make your own food. Yeah, yeah. if you want <laughs> to. Yeah, but uh, heck yeah. So we didn't get out much this year, but we're gonna get out and get an Uber or something because we didn't drive our own vehicles. We were up with somebody, but. We're gonna Uber oh, okay. around. Yeah, we, we're gonna Uber around, check some shit out. But yeah, I mean, you know, we always say we're gonna do some stuff. We we usually sleep in, and uh, I mean, by the time we're all ready, we go to the, go to get something to eat, and then after that, um, maybe go to the bar, and then uh, just you know, right over the racetrack. But uh, yeah, we we have a guy that that's been going for I don't know twenty five, thirty years or so, and he he's kind of our driver, and we we get a big old uh, I don't know, a big old twelve passenger van, and all pile into that, and. You know, there you go, go from the hotel to the to the track. Perfect. Did you ever go down to Caravan when it was still a big a big deal? Yeah, yeah. Every year that was our that was the Thursday spot was a uh, was Caravan. That place was cool. Uh, I've heard and, I've heard they're still open. I think just for Chili Bowl that weekend. Yeah, they. But, you know, at one point they were, but I, for some reason I thought they quit. But there is uh-huh. another place that we went. Years ago, I think it was during the COVID year. Um, there's another country bar now that that everyone kind of went to um, a night or two. I don't remember what what the name of it was, but it was it was a hopping place, really cool, kind of kind of like the caravan. Okay. <clears throat> I know we were told last year we need to go to Lenny's. Yeah, that's the other. You know, we we started. And they they've had like three different locations, and uh, this one the 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 one before this was in like an old Motel Six, and uh, man, run down all the heck and. We actually were wondering if they even had if it was still open, so we went and checked out. And they, yeah, they had rooms, but uh, it was pretty rough. It was pretty rough. Yeah. So uh, shifting back to I guess your twenty twenty two season, how was your twenty twenty two season, and how was it juggling all those all those tracks and just the travel and all that? Is it is it you pretty much in a like a uh, rhythm now with it, or is it kind of hectic at times? I'm sure it is. Yeah, it was it was a good season. We had some some solid racing. Uh, Car counts, I think, were pretty much up all across the board everywhere. Um, you know, I, I'm fortunate to work at Placerville, which is only about 
35 minutes from my house. So, so my, at least most of my weekly stuff isn't as far away. You know, I, I used to uh, actually work for the NARC series and uh, that, you know, had a little more travel involved. And I, I did work at Ocean um, on a more full-time basis about, you know, five or six years ago. Um, so it's not too bad. You know, I enjoy my little short drive to Placerville. We have good racing every Saturday night, um, be it if it's a sprint car or a late model, uh, you know, non-wing sprints, whatever. It, it's a good show. Um, and 2023 setting up to be just as good, I think. Hell yeah. We do see some Placerville. That curb gets pretty gnarly out there the the cushion yeah that yeah that 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 red clay builds up a big old cushion uh <laughs> scott scott russell my boss does a good job of track prep and uh you know it, it's probably one of the more exciting tracks to watch qualifying out I'll, I'll i'll say just because of that big old curb yeah i will say um i'm sure you've seen lincoln park or putnamville uh here in indiana on flow or whatever mm-hmm. maybe you've been there uh but that's kind of similar there's a big gnarly curb and it'll bite you sometimes yeah <laughs> and the same yeah, thing I, at Placerville, but yeah yeah, it's exactly. Kinda, it makes it kind of technical, you know, but what you want to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've never, you know, I went to Kokomo about five or six years ago, and I still haven't been able to get out to any of the other tracks. One, one of these years, I'm, I want to get out to Sprint Week or Midget Week or whatever, but uh, I think Putnamville, is that where Jeff Ensign runs? Yep, I think? Yeah, correct. Yep. Yeah, that, that's that's his uh, his home his home track now. We're, we're good buddies with, with Jeff, and uh, okay. it's been cool to see him go back there and have some success. Yeah, for sure. He's been He's done well. Uh, we had him on here, I think, a few episodes ago, but yeah. He, uh, yeah, that's right. He did say he. Now that I re- I remember, he did say that he was on there. Yeah, but uh, he he actually was leading the points, I think, for the the, the track uh, you know season championship. But he got a call from uh, Baldwin to run at Eldora for four crown, and I think he, right. he ended up losing to uh, was it Tamahako or uh, who was it? I think it was Tamahako. I think it was Mahako. Yeah. Yeah, that Somebody sounds else. right. Because he won. Was it Bl- Bloomington? I think he won the. Yeah, he won the, the Bloomington championship. There. Yeah, yeah. That's right, and he's, he's said his banquet's coming up at some point, I guess. But yeah, yeah. so he was, I guess you, you get a chance to run Eldora for the Baldwin gang. It's uh, you got to take that chance. Yeah you, you know? yeah, you can't pass that up for sure. Uh, no, no. And he ran well though. He made, he made the show, so I think he finished thirteenth or something. But yeah, yeah, it qualified qualified at somewhere in the top five. I think. Yeah, he did that qualify was, well. Yeah, that was that was pretty darn good. He's he's doing a great job back there, and he's doing you know some fabrication work, and uh, it, it's been awesome to see him, you know, move back there and. Uh, and, and flourish. Yeah, this, he's one of the many that have, or a few that have done it here lately. Uh, you know, Swans, Jake Swanson, and uh, who else? But other, some of them guys move this way and yeah, you know, try Actually it out. Do pretty good too. <clears throat> yeah, it's cool to see those guys. I mean, I've, Robert Ballou, of course, years and years yeah. ago moved back there, and he, you know, he's, he's made a name for himself, obviously. But I mean, he started out here at California in a wing sprint car, just running the you know three sixty series at, at Peville and. Uh, down at Hanford and stuff. So there's been quite a bit of guys that have moved back there and done well. Yeah, yeah. he's earned his blue dozer name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's done well too. He's that was the well. greatest. That was the greatest picture that driving that dozer out there. Oh, yeah. I, I still <laughs> laugh every time I see that. Yeah, yeah. but if, I, mean, I love him, you know, love him or not like him, but man, he, he puts on a show and uh, yeah, that was that was he, awesome. He's always yeah. entertaining, no matter what. Yeah, always. Yeah, the guy almost like we, we kind of lost some of those guys like that. You know, we yeah. have those uh, those crazy characters as much kind of like uh jack hewitt and guys like that uh, yeah, J- yeah aj exactly, Foyt. exactly and, i mean that's that's right. big names there but still like you like you said they're you know that's kind of a lost art if you want to call it that but, right right um uh, our culture now where you know everybody's kind of pc pc, PC yeah. or whatever but there's 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 still a few guys out there that are you know you, you go and talk to them and they're you know they're crazy characters yeah um 
so by the way, if you're ever back in Indiana, you know, hit us up. Maybe we'll be able to meet you up or whatever. Okay. But you know, we're 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 down here all the way by Hobstock. We're down to like 15 minutes from Hobstock or Tri-State Speedway. So, but we get to Kokomo. We can be at Kokomo now and probably. Mm, It'll depend on the time of the day with 465, but uh, probably four hours or so. But okay, we, we can be within. We're within. Hobstad one of these days. Yeah, that's yeah, a good one. Uh, yeah, we the people that sit what, two rows in front of us are part of the family that promotes it, and I, uh, so I've always wanted to go there, and I love watching it on Flow or Dirt Vision when the Outlaws go. Um, heck, I want to go. I want to see all the tracks in Indiana. At, uh, I really enjoy Kokomo. Yeah, Kokomo's badass. So. You're talking about people sit for you at Chili Bowl? Yeah. So Blake and Tom names, Tom Helfert? Blake? Yeah, it must be them. Yeah. yeah. They, they sit like two two rows in front of us or so up there oh. in uh, Section 8A. Okay. Because, uh, actually, we talked to them. We're going to go over there and do a show at their uh, shop. But uh, they're going this oh, year. Nice. They're going this year again. I think, well, at least one guy, TJ Cat, he works there at the Okay. Track. Okay. He, uh, they're going to be there this year. So they didn't get to go. They weren't with us last year, but. Uh, yeah, I think Blake said he was going too. I think this Blake year. is, yeah. But uh, yeah, good family, good people for sure. That's cool. Yeah, one of these years. That, the, the year I went to Kokomo is when they had the uh, the, the Brian Clausen Celebration of Life, and we had oh, the yeah. tor- tornadoes and everything. So we got yeah, we had a full experience back there. They, and I've, I've you know been wanting to go back ever since. Welcome yeah. to the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First day there, we're sitting there in the boiler room of our hotel. <laughs> <laughs> not used, we're not used to that in California. Yeah, right. Yeah, it keeps you on your toes for sure. It's one day it's snow and the next day there's tornado and hail and you know seventy. So, but uh, not good racing. That's all. That's all that matters yeah, at the end of the day, I guess. Right? For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So for somebody who's never been to California, uh, pick say pick uh, five tracks that that's like a must visit while you're there for you from your from your perspective. Yeah, I mean obviously for me, uh, gotta say Plattsville since that's my main. My main uh, my main gig out here, you know, tight tight little bull ring, red clay, big cushion. Uh, that's always fun. Um, Thunder Thunderbolt Raceway is probably almost everyone's favorite out here down in Tulare. That's where they, they you know they have the Trophy Cup every year, which is yeah, it's kind of our granddaddy of of sprint car races out here. Is uh, the Trophy Cup at Tulare, Chico Silver Dollar Speedway? They host the Gold Cup every year, which which was outstanding last season. They're they're kind of revitalizing that event. Uh, but Chico, you're almost always guaranteed to see a good show there. You know, but we have, I mean, Hanford, another one that's down there by Tulare is always fun. Watsonville, the Taco Bravo Sprints run there. We talked about it. Um, Merced Speedway, kind of a hidden gem as well. They don't don't run a lot of sprint car stuff, but um, that track, when it comes to midgets, is probably one of the best in the country. I know that uh, Keith Coons has said that, that that's probably, if not the number one midget track they've ever raced at, it, it's up there in the top five. Um, Doug Lockwood is the, the GM there. Does all the track prep, and uh, man, I love that track. We, wish we could run more sprint car stuff, but uh, it, it, they have a lot of great stock car and modified racing. Um, but no, it's uh, we have a lot of great tracks. I mean, doesn't matter Petaluma, Antioch, Marysville has has done some really good racing as of late. Um, it, it's just it's a good state to see you know wing sprint car racing, non wing sprint car racing, and you know whatever kind of motorsports you want. Oh yeah, <laughs> what about? Merced was pretty badass. I think USAC runs out there every year, and if we're usually awake, we try to catch a little bit of it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and the sprint's been on a good show there too, like you said. It's pretty late for us though, yeah. most of the time. One time with our challenge tour, and then uh, they run the 
run the Merced. Then they run the USAC race with the 360s, and that's I think that's pretty much it when it comes to wing sprint car racing. There's still a couple times a year, but uh, yeah, high banks, tight tight confines, big grandstands. It's uh, it is it's such a cool place. Well, what about nationwide? What's like five of your favorite tracks to watch, whether you've been to them or not, or two or three? Yeah, or I mean, whatever. Like I said, Kokomo's probably definitely got to be up there. Um, love watching, no matter what race is there. It seems like it, if it's Thunder Stocks or whatever they call them, those things are even <laughs> Thunder know, Cars or fun whatever. To watch. Yeah. Thunder Cars, yeah, they're good. Uh, you know, I, I've been to Knoxville several times. I love, you know, I'm kind of a bull ring guy, but but I just the the, the brand of racing in Knoxville is, is always fun to watch. I enjoy that. Um, love watching Houston. I did get the chance to go there last year, two years ago, for the the first USAC. Um, nationals and that man that blew me away loved loved Houston's that facility that town was pretty cool um but yeah no i you know there's always bucket list tracks and everybody eldora i always want to go there um i was kind of looking at ohio sprint speed week this year because it looks like we're not going to have anything going on uh, at least at placerville or with with the challenge tour so thinking maybe maybe i can check out ohio sprint speed week and see some of those tracks as well oh yeah <clears throat> i got a few over there a few good ones yeah atomics pretty good i think yeah yeah i like to go to atomic and attica you know wayne county yeah that looks like a badass track yeah i was gonna say something else so big tracks we're i don't know i'm kind of a bordering guy too but i do like a big track i like hearing the motor wound up all the way but yeah if you've never been if you've never been to Terre Haute, go get to Terre Haute and sit in the infield at least for qualifying or something but uh Mm -hmm. put that on your list if you know you you guys you got a list i'm sure but uh, yeah, I'd love tell. to go to Terra. I mean, I watch all those old videos and stuff from there, and it's almost even. Even you watch a race now, it's it's almost like you feel the the nostalgia. Yeah, you know, just because everything out that track, Williams Groves, another one. You know, I yeah, it's a good race. Sometimes not, but uh, it's just it's it's one of those places you got to go to, I guess, yeah. as, a, as a sprint car fan, just because of the history. Yeah, for sure. I'm not sure how how close you follow the Outlaws or anything, the world of Outlaws, but <laughs> it's a big topic <laughs> in uh, November. But, well, their schedule was released, and how they uh, cut out the early spring West Coast stuff. Uh, I guess it's understandable due to the you know like the rising costs and the rainouts in the past. But what, what's your thoughts about that? I mean, I know you still got the NARC series out there and get some watch some mm-hmm. wing racing, but uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, you know, it, it's definitely different. I mean, we've we've had the outlaws out here for in the you know the early spring, probably at least I don't know fifteen twenty years in a row or so um so it kind of was what everybody looked forward to but uh yeah the weather's always a gamble so it you know these guys are staying in hotels and stuff and they're spending a lot of money so you know it it is understandable Um, on on the bright side i guess um you know we start our local stuff a little bit earlier and we kind of get the fans i guess we get the fans dollar so to speak you know when everyone's hungry so uh i mean that could be a good thing i mean we chico they start with a a two-day show early march and then Hanford, they run a 410-360 doubleheader March 11. Um, Chico's back with the Mini Gold Cup two nights, one night with NARC. And then we start our, our challenge tour, you know, in late March. So, I mean, hopefully the fans come out and support all those shows. And, uh, you know, the racing, you know, my mind is just as good with our with our local California stuff as it is with the Outlaws. And it's, you know, half the ticket cost. So, yeah, you never know. I mean, I enjoy seeing the Outlaws. But maybe now, you know, later in the year when the Outlaws come back, the crowds will be even bigger since they're, you know, our California fans will be even hungrier for it. Yeah. Yeah, be craving it by that time. Yeah, big time, yeah. Yeah, and that, that should help the Gold Cup. You know, that, 
the Gold Cup Race of Champions had been going on for over 60 years, and uh, that's, you know, that along with the Trophy Cup, it, those are probably our two crown jewels out here in California where, you know, crowds are gigantic. There's a million campers, it seems like. So, I mean, not having the outlaws out here till that till then should should be even better for the Gold Cup. Yeah. So what do you think about uh, – are you, are you excited to see high limit coming to Tulare this year or 2023? Yeah, I think that's going to be good. Um, you know, we'll see how many guys come out for it. I, I know I've seen a couple of teams say that they're not, not planning to come, but uh, you get all the NART guys. I'm sure Larson's going to run, and uh, I'm sure Carson Macedo will probably fly out and drive for the Tarleton family. So hoping to see a few of the, the local teams maybe fly some of those guys out. Um, man, Tulare – if, if, if a fan's never seen a race there, that, that track is, that, that's one of the best in the country. You know, you run the, you run the wall, you bang off the wall, you get slide jobs. Um, you know, it's always treacherous. So yeah, Thunderbolts, it's, uh, that's actually the track that I first started working at PR wise. So it's always holding a special place in my heart. So I'm excited to see, uh, the high limit series come there. And, uh, of course, you know, we, we end the year at the trophy cup down there in October. Yeah. It's always it's, a big one. It's it's on our list too. One day, but it's fun to watch. Yeah, obviously we ain't been there, but it's fun to watch on flow or whatever. Yeah, it's it's cool. At the Trophy Cup, like I said, that's that's kind of our crown jewel. We usually get about eighty to ninety um, wing sprint cars, and it's three days of just no holds barred racing. I mean, all about points, and it's all about yeah. raising money for the Make a Wish Foundation. So, yeah, uh, yeah. but Tulare, Tulare is just uh, it's just special. It's one of yeah, it's one of those bucket list tracks. If you've never been there, you got to check it out at least once. For sure. So you're talking about a special place in your heart. Is there a certain race that you've attended or called that kind of stands out to you that, that was like, holy shit, that was badass, or a certain track or a certain race that yeah, you, stands out it, to you? I know you've probably caught a lot, but. Yeah, probably a lot. I mean, all of them offer offer a little different, but, I mean, as, as a track uh, out here, we're not, we're not racing it right now. It's Calistoga Speedway. That was our, our one half-mile track in, in NorCal, at least, and they've had some – issues with the city and you know who's going to own the fairgrounds if it's the city or the state and everything so we haven't haven't raced there since 19 2019 but but that's the track i first went to as a baby and uh kind of grew up going there had the chance to announce some some 410 stuff and uh, some 360 stuff there before um so that, that's a track that i've i you know i hope we get back to but but uh not going to hold my breath right now but uh that's that's a track that has a lot of history out here in california so i'd say that uh yeah calistoga's probably uh you know my favorite place to go oh yeah i know like you said i've seen some highlights and stuff from there and it sucks i'm not racing there but hopefully they can maybe maybe they can work it out and get it going again hopefully one of these days but yeah we're crossing our fingers you know it's it's that that track is always had the moniker of the world's uh, most beautiful dirt track and i think that's that's certainly uh holds true you know right there in the mountains and the trees yeah. and uh napa valley wine country it's a it's a special place and you hate to Hate to see it go. I mean, hopefully, hopefully they'll get everything figured out and, and we'll be able to get back racing there at some point. Yeah. So, how about the most dominant driver you've seen, like, uh, you know, in your time watching racing? Or, like, dominant yeah, or that, most impressive? Yeah, pro- probably. Well, I, mean, I guess always, of course, when I was younger, Steve Kinzer, and he, you know, he spanned all the generations and then. Of course, Donnie Schatz was the guy, but uh, yeah, it's hard. It's what about it's hard what about California? Kyle though? Larson, yeah, California. Calif- um, God, you know, Brent Kading was always the guy. You know, of course, when I was growing up, and he's pretty much got all the statistical records. And then his son Tim Kading um, won a ton out here, and yeah. still yeah. still is racing to this day. Um, 
it's funny, Kyle Larson, when he was out here, wasn't, I mean, he was still young, so he didn't win a, you know, a ton, but, uh, you know, he's, of course, he's probably the, the, I don't know, it's hard to beat against Steve Kinzer talking about yeah. across the country of, of all-time greats, but, uh, man, he's just, it's tough to beat him when it comes to racing all across the board. Yeah, I feel like you got to throw uh, Andy Forsberg in the hat there, maybe for at least California, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that, he, that he's, dude. He's, he's, he's championships and, and yeah. wins, he's, 199 sprint car wins. He's he's looking for number 200 this year. Um, what was this? 26 championship. 26, I think, I think something like that. Yeah, like like, yeah, that just blew our mind. We talked about it in an episode. Yeah. We're like, holy shit, he won. He's won that many, you know. But uh, that's impressive for sure. But his, his dad, um, you know, started racing back before him, and and that family just they eat, breathe, and sleep uh, sprint car racing and motorsports out here. So it's cool. Uh, he's a great ambassador for for our sport out here yeah. you know i mean you know you can't think of a better champion to, to hold that uh, that title out here than, than andy forsberg for sure so what about a favorite driver you might have already covered that but you got a favorite driver for any i don't know certain series non-wing wing midget past yeah, or present when I, yeah probably uh steve kent was always my guy he was a, a winged uh, 410 guy out here in california he was he was my favorite driver growing up and then shane scott also another uh, wing sprint car driver that raced uh, primarily out here in California. Those were my two guys. Um, it's always funny, you know, Donnie Schatz has never been, I don't know, maybe a fan favorite, but, you know, I, I started liking him for whatever reason when I was like 10 years old when he first started with the Outlaws. So yeah. he was he was my guy, and that was, you know, before he won any championships or anything. So I've always, I've always followed Donnie's career um, really close and everything. I think he's obviously become more of a fan favorite. Yeah, you know, in recent years, kind of, kind of like Steve Kinzer, I guess yeah. back in the day, he was either either loved loved Steve or hated him. But yeah. I mean, the last ten years, I don't think anybody hated Steve Kinzer. It was when you know you saw him win, you knew you were seeing something special. Yeah, I think we're starting to see a lot more people come around to Donnie's side too. <clears throat> We've always been big Donnie fans, but mm-hmm. we had some people it was like on the hate side. Just like they were with Kenzer, and now they're starting to be like, "Oh, he's he's all right." I consider he's, buying it. He's pretty good. I might buy a t-shirt. You know, <laughs> yeah. one of I those, might get a t-shirt. Isn't it pretty fun? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? How it? You know, I mean, but like, you know, I've been to the Knoxville Nationals. I don't know, maybe six or seven times, and I remember back. You know, people would just boo the hell out of him when he'd win or whatever. Yeah. But uh, last year when he won, um, there wasn't nobody booing. You know, yeah, it was. It was uh, we were actually there, and we never had seen Donnie win a race in person. Oh, okay. Yeah. And okay. Uh, we yeah. were – I lost my voice. I was so jacked. But uh, I'm pretty sure I had, like, and, a tear roll down yeah. my cheek. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah. There was nobody there really, you know, especially all he's been through this year. His dad and all that passed away. But, you know, and then even from him, you know, trying to get back to where he was with the, the yeah. racing and stuff. Right. And nobody really hates that. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. – you know, you appreciate it. Cool but story, you know. You- yeah. But. I like, I don't, I'm, I'm never going to say that I'm a, a gigantic Sammy Swindell fan, but, you know, he was one that, you know, I mean, it's, when he almost won Knoxville that one year, it's like almost everyone was rooting for him, yeah. you know, the older you get. And you just know you've seen this guy race for so long, and, and you never know how much longer you're going you're gonna to see him out there. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. I guess uh, now's a good time to move on to the food portion of what we do because we're fat and we talk about eating I too. do like food. <laughs> so, <laughs> Perfect. Uh, <laughs> uh, what are some of your favorite places to go out there in Cali or like on the road or just whatever, like a day-to-day place? Yeah, you know, we, we t- we've been talking about Tulare and Thunderbolt Raceway. There's a, there's a Mexican establishment there called Vejars. That's kind of our, that's kind of our, our hot spot down there where racers go, fans go, um, crew members go. 
if you if you ever make it to Tulare, you got to go to Vejars. That's that's a good place to hit up. Um, my track in Placerville, you know, you kind of think of I guess dirt track fans as liking burgers and, and stuff like that. But the place I go to is actually a Chinese restaurant, um, Hong Kong Cafe, where they give you big portions and it's not not very expensive. I probably go there more than half the time before a race at Placerville. Uh, um, that that's after the races. I'm a Jack in the Box guy. I got to get me the Jack in the yeah, Box tacos yeah. and. For whatever reason, it seems like it's it's those talkers are the best when you're drunk or after a race, one or the other. Right. <laughs> either either that's way, my post race stopping spot. Either way, <laughs> that's where we always go is Jack in the Box post race for the most part. Uh, do you do any cooking yourself? Yeah, we I, I cook. Me and my mom, uh, you know, we kind of share our cooking duties and everything. And uh, I cook whatever spaghetti tacos. Uh, what do we make? Uh, we're making chicken cacciatore tonight for New Year's Eve. That's that's one of my my favorite things to have as well. Yeah, we do a lot of grilling, smoking meats and shit. Like, I, I see that. I love. As I say, that's my favorite you, racing and food. It's hard to beat. That's yeah, like probably my two favorite things. That's kind of our our whole life is racing and food. And like, what what yeah. else do you need? <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. And funny, we're talking about chili bowl. We we never really have a a, a central place that we go food wise. Um, but uh, yeah, it seems like every year we end up at the darn cheesecake factory. It's like that all yep. the places we, they, they have there. It's like we got to go there. <laughs> yep. I know they have great barbecue places, and we used to go to try a barbecue place a year in Tulsa. Yeah, and those were always uh, really really good. But we haven't haven't done that as much recently. Yeah, I know. Uh, I got a few places circled when I go back in January, but like Albert G's, I think barbecue. I think I'm gonna try that out. Yeah, I was uh, sure about that one. And then. Uh, I don't know. We went to Tally's Good Food Cafe this year, and it was really good. Holy shit. We didn't eat for until okay. 9 o'clock at night when we ate there. But yeah, we ate breakfast probably 9 or 10 that morning and didn't eat again until. <laughs> country fried steak or yeah, country fried chicken, whatever it was. That's what we used to do. We'd leave, we'd leave the bar. Um, Town, Town Pump is kind of the place. I mean, it's I don't know if as many people go there anymore, but that used to be kind of the place where it managed to be packed. And uh, once that let out, you'd go over to the Village Inn and get mozzarella sticks and whatever kind of food you yeah. wanted um at what you know 3 a.m or whatever but uh, we don't do that quite as much anymore but uh <laughs> yeah. But yeah there's there's some good good places to hit up in tulsa food wise no doubt about it oh yeah what about uh what about a barbecue preference you got a preference on barbecue if you eat it pretty much anything yeah you're Chicken, fair game. steak yeah try, try we have tri-tip out here in cal i'm not sure in the midwest if they had much tri-tip but uh we got a few places kind of, that have them Okay, okay. But, That's one of our favorite things out here in, in NorCal. Yeah. we talked Actually, we've talked to a lot of you guys from California on here, and that's what they all say the same thing. And Try tip. We do, we do have a couple butcher shops yeah. to have, and we've cooked our own, and, yeah, it's, it's really good. It's good. But what if there's yeah, a Yeah, rib, steak, whatever. Yeah, like so if there's it. a cut of steak, so I guess you can include tri-tip. Let's just cut out tri-tip. So ribeye. T-bone. What's your favorite cut of steak? If you had to order a steak, what's your what's your cut? What's your go-to? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say rib ribeye is probably my favorite. Oh yeah, same here. That's my, we have a place near our. So I haven't talked about the Stockton Dirt Track where I work too, but uh, there's a, a little little place there called El Rancho that's just down the road from it, and it's uh, a little bit pricey. I mean, it's you know if you go there, you're probably gonna spend I don't know seventy bucks on a meal, but uh, they have a ribeye that is just to die for. That's God, it's so good. I think think about it every week almost <laughs> before we yeah. get ready to go down to a to a race in Stockton. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's probably my favorite cut. I, I love prime rib too. That's another Ooh. one of my uh, my favorite cuts. We have a place. We I'm a big San Jose Sharks fan, and my buddy that 
I'm going to Chili Bowl with as a season ticket holder. Um, has been a season ticket holder with the Sharks for 30 years. And oh, wow. We go to a place down the road called Henry's High Life that was actually on uh, Man vs. Food. And by luck of it, I just I was watching it the other night, and the old episode was on from <laughs> Henry's High Life where they do little old school bar, and it's like in an old house that's been around for 100 years. But, yeah. man, it ribs and prime rib and steak, and you walk in, you, you smell the smoke. Oh it's, yeah, it's that's another, good stuff. Another place you got to go to if you're ever in ever in California. That's yeah, the kind yeah. of places we look for usually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's I mean it's yeah you walk you walk in, it's one of those old old school places you walk in you you draw a number and you hang in the bar and they call your number and then you order there in the bar and then once your food's ready they invite you back to the table. Oh yeah. Um, what about High Five Pizza? That's here in San Jose, isn't it? Yeah, High Five, that's another great place. And they're, they're I know, we talked to Bud Cading, and he was telling us that's, that's one of his favorite place, places to go. And Yeah, back back in the day at San Jose Speedway, um, kind of, you know, I wasn't really born yet, and I was pretty young, but they used, that was kind of the post-race spot where they'd go and they'd watch videos of that night's races um, oh, yeah. over at High Five. And Miles, that owns it, he's still, he's a great supporter. He, he does all the cooking at the Howard Cading Classic, which uh, an event that Bud is a big part of and does a lot for yeah. raising money and, and organizing that. Um, and then this past year at the Trophy Cup, we talked about that race at Tulare. Um, Miles came in and did a kind of like a barbecue meal. Each each night after the Trophy Cup, We one night is uh, Taco Bravo Fiesta night, which um, Taco Bravo is obviously the sponsor at Watsonville. They do tacos, and then the one night, uh, High Five caters a meal with, they had steak, they had tri-tip, uh, chicken, salad, you know, you name it, they had it. And that's all um, for a donation to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So that's kind of another way to, to raise money for Make-A-Wish at the Trophy Cup is with those post-race eating events. That's awesome. Yeah, I do remember seeing the calendar of events for the Trophy Cup, and I was like, my mouth was watering. I was like, man, <laughs> seeing all this food on there, man, that's a good time for sure. And it's good yeah, cost, pretty too. Cool, yeah. It's a good kind. And Saturday, before the races, they do a spaghetti feed as well. So you basically get eat. Oh, yeah, I did you see know, that. You get barbe- barbecue night one night, Taco Bravo one night, and then uh, before the final night, you get spaghetti. and yeah, You kind of get all the all, all the cuisines, like, in one week, you know, on, you on do. a weekend at least. Yeah. Yeah and, it, yeah, and it's cold beer, and they do, oh, uh, yeah. you know, like tri- tricycle racing in there and RC racing for the kids and everything. So nice. it's, it's, a, it's a fun event, a great happening. and But like I said, it's all um, – about raising money for Make-A-Wish that weekend. For sure. Just a perfect freaking weekend. Yeah. Eat all that food, help out the Make-A-Wish. Like, yep. Yeah. It's great. See some racing. See some racing. Yeah. It, it's great. We This this past year, right, what did we have? Was it 250 campers or something? I think it was a, a new record for, wow. for campers. Um, it, it's, all, it's like a little city pretty much. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. You know, you can go campsite to campsite, have a beer with whoever. You know, they're all yeah. a bunch of great, great people involved and, uh, we just actually had uh, Dave Puzateri, the gentleman that puts that race on, to start off all the donations for this event. Um, he has a lawn lighting deal and has Santa Claus and stuff at his house. He puts up, I don't know, thousands of Christmas lights. And uh, every Friday and Saturday in December, he has Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus, and the kids come up and get their photos taken. And, you know, people can come by and donate to Make-A-Wish and everything. So that's kind of the kickstart for, for the whole year for the Trophy Cup. Oh, yeah. Good time. Uh, speaking of beverages, we talked about earlier. What's your what, so? What's your beverage choice? Say when you're chilling out for the night, get done calling a race. What's your, what's the what's the beverage you're going for? What's the beer? Or, if you have, I'm gonna one. say Coors. Yeah, Coors Light or, or Michelob Ultra. Okay. My post race deals. There you go. We uh, a couple of the tracks to Larry and Stockton. They kind of keep the keep the beer booth open for um, some of the staff, whoever wants to come over and uh, 
you know, that's almost one of my, my favorite parts of the night is once we get done with the race, you know, you're for six hours straight, you're so amped up and everything. And then you kind of wind down and yeah. just kind of, you know, shoot the breeze and everything over a cold beer. That's, yep. uh, that's my way to end the night right there for sure. Good stuff. Yeah. Hell yeah. Crack a top. Oh yeah. Well, uh, we've kept you on here for a little bit, but it's good talking to you. Uh, got any last words or anything, anything else we didn't cover? Or you want to talk about? No, I mean that was yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, and just, if anybody gets a chance to come out to California, like I said, come on out. Uh, got a lot of great race fans. Love to see see people from the Midwest. I know that uh, we had a few few Midwesterners come out for the Hangtown 100. That's another race that I didn't get a chance to talk yeah. about as much. But uh, yeah. that's coming back to Placerville. Three nights of USAC National Midget Racing. It's uh, man, it's it's a lot of fun. The racing is second to none. Um, Really enjoyed working with Chet Christner last year out at yeah. the Hangtown 100, and yeah. hoping to get the chance to do the same same deal um, next season. So yeah, there's good racing. Like I said, February to uh, to November, we got it going on out here for sure. And we'll, we'll hit you up if we're ever out that way, and you hit us up if you're ever this way. So if you, I appreciate it. You, I want you guys to. know I uh, I want to make it out there for Sprint Week or, or Midget Week. One of the, one of these years, I'm just going to bite the bullet and go at least you know part of the week because we we're pretty much full bore out here in July, but uh, yeah and june but yeah one of these years i'll make it back oh yeah well we look forward to that day maybe one of these days but uh yeah well happy new year's hope you have a good safe new year and uh get re- getting ready for 2023 hope it's a good one that's it looking forward to it and uh we'll see you guys at the chili bowl all right, all right. see you gary see you, thanks see, see it